Welcome to Matt Chat. This is David Maricatani wishing all of you a very happy new year. Today I am joined by the assistant coach from Princeton University, Joe Dubuque. Happy New Year, Joe. Hey, happy new year. Thanks a lot for having me on, David. Appreciate it. No worries, man. How was uh how was the trip to the Midlands? Uh, it was good. Um, you know, we've had we, we had some ups, we had some downs. Um you know, uh, currently we're a little banged up. We uh, we had three starters out of the lineup for Midlands, um, so we kind of didn't get a um, you know a, a good feel for for how we can do uh, or how well we can do you know uh, in a tournament setting. But uh, you know, the guys who went in there, they they got some work to do. Uh, you know, from our standpoint, we didn't have any chance, so everybody's got uh, a little uh, a little to improve upon. So. Uh, so overall, it's just another step in the process throughout the season, you know. Yeah, until everybody's pinning their way through, there's always work to do on Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I met you a long time ago out of Virginia Beach, and you were kind enough to help me with some recruiting stuff back then. And um, you know, we got to know each other. And I know you're from from New Jersey, a lot of success out there. And one of the things I never got a chance to ask you, but I'm interested in, is how did you end up at Indiana University? Who else recruited you? How did that whole process play out for you? Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's pretty. It was pretty interesting. Um, you know, going back. I mean, man, we're going back now, 15 years ago, uh, and you know, the recruiting process was totally different back then than it is now. Um, you know, holy, you know, hardly anybody was was signing early in the fall signing period uh mostly everybody was still going into the spring uh of their senior year uh and especially with me because I played football uh so I didn't do you know I didn't you do any recruit yeah yeah I was uh I was our I was our starting halfback and and cornerback awesome. uh so um yeah it was you know it's uh it was one of it was my first love uh you know football I started playing football at age seven um, and then, you know, I didn't pick up wrestling until I was in sixth grade. So, uh, you know, but I knew, I knew wrestling was going to get me to, uh, to college and, and, you know, provide an education for me, but I still couldn't give up football. Um, but anyway, so, um, you know, throughout my wrestling season, I was talking to a few schools. I was talking to like North Carolina and West Virginia and Ryder, um, were the three and even a little bit of Ohio state, but, um, you know, then I went to after states. Uh, I went to senior nationals, um, which was a great weight class. You know, had guys like Nick Simmons and uh, you know Nate Gallick and um, you know some uh, Travis Lee was in there. I mean, uh, Sean Bunch. I mean, it was it was a an awesome weight class. You know, obviously we were just high school kids, so you know we were all good. We just didn't know how how well <laughs> how uh, we were, were. going to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I actually wound up winning that uh, that weight class, and you know schools uh, Oklahoma started to recruit me a little bit, um, and then Indiana uh, uh, coach Mena was at senior nationals, um, and he he reached out to my coach there and said you know he'd love for for us to start talking, and I didn't even know anything about Indiana. You know, I, I honestly to be honest with you, you know the internet isn't wasn't was what it is sure. now. Yeah. Uh so, you know, the information was just, you know, not out there and even, you know, NCAAs, you the only way you you watch NCAAs is on ESPN two at, you know, three o'clock in the morning <laughs> for kids away. I love so, it. Uh, that's the sad thing right? that's the truth. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so I really didn't, I didn't really know anything about Indiana. And so I started talking to, uh, Coach Goldman and Coach Nena. Um, and they really wanted me to, to come out for a visit. And I, I spoke to my high school coach at the time and I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I was like, I don't really know anything about Indiana. I was like, I really don't. I, I, I cause I was kind of, I was kind of set on going to West Virginia for a visit and, you know, I'd seen Ryder, I'd seen UNC. Um, and I think I was kind of set with those schools and my coach was like, Hey, let's be honest, you know, it's a day off of school. And I was like, Hey, you know, you're right. It is a day off of school. You could so, probably get a steak dinner I, and a free airplane ticket. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, a, it's, a vaca- it's a vacation for, you know, an 18 year old kid. Um, so I was like, I was like, okay, you know, I'll go out there. I'll check it out. Um, and when I, when I went out there, man, it really blew me away. Uh, you know, the campus is absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, it still has, you know, and even at the time, they had a top 10 business school, which I was very interested in studying. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mena at the time was, was one of the top guys at, at 121 pounds on, on the, uh, the world team ladder. Right. Uh, so that was huge. And, and they were in the Big Ten. And, and you know, I really, uh, I gravitated to, to Coach Goldman also. You know, he has a, he has a good personality. Um, you know, when, when you're in like intimate settings with him. So I was, uh, you know, I, I kind of got that gut feeling, uh, when I was, you know, towards the end of my visit and we were just talking in, uh, in their office and they're really, you know, just kind of laying out everything, the plans for me. And, and I was like, man, this, I could do this here. You know, I can win a national uh, title here. I can, you know, get a great education while, while also having an unbelievable college experience. Um, and it was funny cause like, you know, coach Goldman's like right in the middle of his, of his pitch to me. And, and I stopped him. I was like, all right. I was like, coach, you know, you don't have to say anymore. He's like, what do you mean? Like he was kind of taken back by, it. I was like, uh, I was like, Hey man, I'm coming. You know, he's like, what do you mean you're coming? I'm like, I'm coming. I, I'm, I'm in, man. I, I want to come to, I want to come back you. And he was like, you know, kind of surprised. And, uh, I was like, Hey, Bill, before anything, I got to call my mom. So <laughs> I literally had to, had to get on his office phone and call my mom. And, and she's like, and she's like, don't sign anything, you know, don't, because she wanted, she wanted me to, you know, she wanted me to stay close to home. Sure. And, you know, she really, she really had hopes for me to go to Ryder. And I really liked the coaches at Ryder. I just, you know, I wanted to experience, uh, life on my own a little bit and, and get out and, and really kind of grow as a man and, uh, kind of see where my wrestling can take me. So, uh, so that's kind of the whole, the yeah. whole story behind uh, me going to Indiana. I forgot how good that senior bracket was at NHSCA's, man. I mean, somebody's probably counted up how many All-Americans and national titles were in that bracket. That's crazy, right? Yeah, and actually, yeah, and actually uh, one guy who didn't even place was, um, oh, my God, the, he was a couple-time Big Ten champ uh, out of Wisconsin. Uh, I can't believe I'm, bl- I'm blanking on his name. Well, we'll um, get back to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy but, uh, though, because yeah. you you never know how good those weight classes are until usually minimums, you know, five six years later. So, yeah, yeah. That's well, and, and I, I sat in the stands and watched a lot of matches with you out there in Virginia over the years. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously you had a great career at IU, and um, you know, I know privately you've told me that your training partners and, and a lot of your time there really has impacted you as a coach now. So, you know, can you tell me and the folks listening a little bit about that time there and how you feel it, it helped shape you into the guy you are now? Yeah, so um, 
Yeah, so I was, I mean, I was pretty successful coming out of high school, so, uh, which was a good and a bad thing, um, I felt because, you know, I didn't really have an open mind to, uh, in the fact of just changing my training and, you know, really evolving as a wrestler. You know, I, I thought I was good enough to kind of do what I've always done, uh, and I thought that was going to translate into, you know, four-time All-American, you know, three-time, you know, Big Ten champ and three-time national champ. I thought that was going to, you know, that in itself was going to help me reach those goals. Uh, and it, and it wasn't, um, and, you know, because I, I came in and, and, um, I redshirted my first, my first year and I was training, my training, my main training partner was Greg Schaefer at the time. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was a couple time NCAA qualifier. Uh, I think he was, uh, you know, two time Indiana state champ and, you know, always ranked in the top 20, uh, at 125 pounds. So when I, that was my measuring stick and, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't get a takedown on him until probably late December, <laughs> you know, and it was probably, it was probably a fluke takedown, uh, at a, uh, you know, at its best. So, yeah. you know, I was, but, you know, but then I also, you know, in my first, in my first college tournament, I actually beat a returning all American and a kid who was running seventh in the country. So, you know, but I wasn't training the way I needed to train, uh, to make leaps, you know, to make huge jumps, my freshman year. Um, and, and what happened was that, that spilled into my first year in the lineup. Uh, you know, I wasn't cutting my weight right. Uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't getting those extra, you know, drills and extra, you know, film workouts that you, or, you know, just film sessions that you need to do to, to, you know, improve as a, as a wrestler and just as a, as a tactical wrestler also. Um, so it, you know, that kind of spilled in and I, I just had bad habits and, you know, it, it, it resulted in one of the worst, uh, seasons of my career. Um, you know, I got injured and, you know, I didn't know how to handle wrestling injured, you know, to be honest with you, I wasn't very mentally tough then. Um, and, and I think that actually kind of, you know, dealing with those situations, uh, actually helped me, um, later on in my career. Uh, so I, I got, I got injured towards the end of, you know, end of the season, my redshirt freshman year. Um, I got uh, a couple of concussions, uh, and was deemed, you know, unable to, to wrestle at big tents. Uh, and what most people, you know, the way I, I finished out my career, obviously, you know, people see what I did, uh, but they didn't see what I was as a, as a freshman. And what I was as a freshman was I was an immature wrestler. You know, I was an immature, selfish, uh, you know, uncoachable kid. And what, what happened was when I, when, when the trainer told me like, Hey, you know, I got a concussion and he said, you didn't pass any of the tests. You're not able to compete. The first feeling in my, in, in my gut was relief. I was like, man, I'm so happy. I'm not competing, you know? And it was like, the it really was. And, and here's the thing, like, I gotta, I tell my kids all the time, like, Hey, you know, you can put on a, you know, a, a, you know, a mask to everybody else, right? You can tell everybody else what, what they want to hear, but you can't lie to yourself, you know? And it's funny because I had to have that, that, you know, talk with myself after the Big Ten tournament. So I'm sitting at the Big Ten tournament with, with IU. I'm not competing. You know, I'm basically in, in street clothes and I'm watching kids who I had either beaten earlier in the season, but I'd beaten as a red shirt or I'd beaten in high school going on and, 
doing really well at the Big Tens and going to Nationals. Um, and, and then also something that really clicked was a guy who I had beaten, Nick Simmons, in high school. He went on and placed as a, as a redshirt freshman um, at, at the NCAA tournament. And that really is something that sparked uh, change in me because I was like, I should be there. I should be doing this. If I would have worked hard, if I would have listened to my coaches, if I would have trained the way I should be training, that's where I should be. Um, so towards, you know, in the off season that year, I really, you know, I had a meeting with my coaches and I told them, you know, Hey, you're not going to get any, you know, pushback from me. I'm going to be all in. Um, and I'm going to do everything you guys tell me to do, uh, because I, I want to be an NCAA champ. You know, I want, these are the goals I want. I want to accomplish before my time is up at IU. So, um, you know, uh, I know I, I kind of got into a different. Uh, no, that story, was awesome. That's ju- amazing. Ju- just to just to rattle off some uh, some of the you know great workout partners I had. Like I said, Greg Schaefer. Uh, you know, I learned a, a tremendous amount from him. He's now he's now a coach at Modern Day uh, in Indiana, one of the best high school yeah. programs yeah, awesome uh, in the in the state and in the country. Um, Andre Hernandez. Uh, he was a, an All-American at 133 pounds. He was my main workout partner uh, because he was a year behind me, um, and we had worked out all the way up, you know, through my, my senior year. And then, you know, obviously Angel Escobedo, he was a true freshman when I was a fifth-year senior. Uh, having him in the room was, was awesome. Uh, he, helped, he helped me just as much as I helped him, um, and, and it was really cool to kind of see, you know, when I graduated, he kind of, you know, filled in that weight class and, and took it to another level, you know. Sure. It's funny. It's like, it's like, yeah, you know, people look at, at, at Indiana wrestling and, and 125, and, and <laughs> some people might, might think about me, but honestly, Angel, he's got all the, he's got all the records. He's got, he's got everything, you know, three-time, three-time Big Ten champ and four-time All-American. You know, he's the only four-time All-American in, in IU wrestling history. So, you know, um, you know, I might have one more title than him, but he's he really took uh he took that weight class and that program to a new level. Um so and then obviously I'd be I'd be uh silly to not bring up Mike Nana and the things that he did for me yeah. uh which were which were just amazing. I mean he, he made me into a tough individual uh who who knew how to prepare. Um I mean honestly every single time I stepped on the mat I had a sense of confidence uh in, in my preparation and in my training, um, you know, it, it was it was pretty awesome. You know, and it was funny because like again, I wrestled with him all the time, and you know, he gave me some some vicious beatings throughout <laughs> my my five year career. But uh, the, every single time, uh, I knew that it was getting me better, and it was getting me better. And you know, I think the first time I beat him in a match was probably my like, you know, junior year, uh, and it was a freaking war. So, uh, and I knew, I knew if, if I can beat this guy, who's one of the toughest individuals I've ever wrestled, um, I know I can win an NCAA title. So, uh, it was, it was a really good, uh, it was a good training situation. Yeah. You said so many awesome things in there. I mean, I think one of the things that really sticks out is just how honest you are with yourself and how you were at that fork in the road where you could go either way, you know, where, when you watch those kids wrestling while you were sitting out, you could have either felt sorry for yourself, blamed everybody in the world, but yourself or owned it and moved forward from there. And, and you, you obviously chose the path that anybody would want their brother, son, whoever to pick. But 
for those of us that have been in that spot, that's not an easy decision. You know, when you're getting the crud beat out of you and you don't feel good and you got concussions, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. So that's, 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 that's impressive. Um, I know I talked to you privately about, you know, when we were getting ready for this and you've told me how much, how cool of a place, uh, Princeton is so you know tell me a little bit about that I, I when I came out I got to visit University of Pennsylvania and got in there and the the Ivy Leagues are really unique to me so you know tell me what what's what's such a cool thing about Princeton uh well I mean there's there's so many things uh and you know I, I would I'd probably say the the number one thing for me uh, that attracted me to Princeton was was Chris Ayers you know he's the head coach uh He's been here for, you know, 11 seasons now. And when I came here, you know, he uh, he talked about this vision and, and what the program could be uh, and, and really just got me so excited about the potential uh, for this program. Um, the, the thing is, is that, you know, Princeton, it's the number one school in the country, uh, you know, academically. And we're always in conversations, you know, even, you know, Chris said, like, even when they weren't very good back when he first took over the program, uh, you know, he's always in the conversation because, you know, if you have a kid who, who's an absolute stud on the mat and then in the classroom, you know, he's thinking about his education. Uh, and when you can provide the best education in the country, you're definitely going to be in the conversation. So, um, you know, now that we're, you know, now fast forward uh, to where we're at now, you know, we have six guys ranked in the in the top 20 uh, in their weight classes. Uh, you know, as a team, I think we're ranked 17th in the country by, like, slow and intermat. Um, you know, hey, the so, only rankings that matter are the track rankings, Joe, okay? That's true. That's true. <laughs> and I think, we're, I think we're right there, too. You know, there's so many rankings I forget. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many things that really attract me to this place. Um, and, you know, just with the experiences our guys get to, you know, get to do here at Princeton, you know, they, they have some of the best professors in the world, not just like the country. I mean, these are world-renowned professors that are teaching our guys uh, and, and getting them prepared for the real world. Uh, and it shows, I mean, we, we send to the best, uh, to the best graduate schools in the country. Um, and then also, you know, we're sending them to, to Wall Street and, you know, into, you know, the private sector and they're doing amazing things. I mean, we have, uh, one of our guys who graduated two years ago. I mean, he's working for, uh, Virgin Galactic making rockets, you know, and trying to, <laughs> trying to get, trying to get space tourism. Uh, to take off, you know, that's his job. He's literally um, so, a rocket I mean, scientist. Yeah. Literally, he's a rocket science. And I mean, when I tell them, hey, wrestling is not rocket science, they're like, wow, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, you know, you got to simplify. You grab a guy, you squeeze him, you pick him up, and you throw him down. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this, the, the special things about Princeton is, you know, again, they're they're not only getting challenged, uh, you know, in the classroom, uh, because it is hard here. You know, it, it is tough at Princeton academically. But, you know, Princeton has so many resources uh, to help these guys be successful uh, academically. Um, and then also it's hard here wrestling-wise. Before, you know, before the new year, we've already wrestled 
three top ten teams, um, and and you know our guys have seen multiple you know top ten, top twenty guys. So we're getting them prepared uh, for the NCAA tournament. I mean that's that's what we you know that's our philosophy here. You know we're not gonna we're not gonna wrestle easy teams. You know we're gonna we're gonna put our guys in in stressful situations, uh, in stressful matches where they're gonna see. You know they're not gonna they're not going to see anything they didn't see throughout the season at the NCAA tournament. So, you know, they're not going to be phased if they see a Big Ten guy or uh, a Big 12 guy or a guy who's ranked, you know, fifth in the country. They're not, you know, they're going to see that throughout the season. Um, so I, I think those are some of the things that, that are, you know, special about Princeton, you know, University and also Princeton wrestling. Yeah, and you mentioned Ayers, and everybody I've ever talked to about that guy has nothing but glowing things to say. I, I haven't had the privilege of talking to him personally, but for for those of us who haven't, you know, what kind of what kind of guy is he? What kind of mentor is he? What's he like to to be you know working with every day? Yeah, it's uh, honestly, it's it, I, I'm I'm really lucky uh, to to be able to uh, to work with him on a daily basis. I mean, he's an absolute workhorse. Um, the guy's in here, you know, 8 o'clock every day, and he's just pounding out, you know, emails and schedules and, you know, looking at different training situations and, and different training philosophies. He's always trying to get better, uh, not only as a head coach, but also as a program, uh, you know, and I that's something that I've really gravitated to. You know, he, he never – it's never uh how can I say this like he always takes blame on uh, on himself and he's always looking to improve upon himself, which is pretty awesome because yeah. I mean it's really easy it's really easy to to look at somebody else and and you know put place blame on somebody else or you know say it's all on our guys uh but he really looks at himself and and you know with with any performance, whether good or bad he's he's always looking to improve. Um, one of the things that is like, you know, I, I tell him all the time, he's one of the most organized, organized coaches in the country. Um, and that's something that you don't really, you don't really see in the wrestling, uh, you know, uh, yeah, the world, the wrestling know, world. Yeah. yeah there's the wrestling world. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's usually, uh, it's usually guys who are, who are solely concentrated on teaching high classes and single legs, but he really takes it to a different level, uh, and, and looking at all aspects. Uh, of the program, I mean, honestly, it really fits the the definition of a of a CEO, you know, of of the wrestling program. So it's 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 pretty cool uh, for me. Um, you know, I mean, I've got ten years of of assistant coaching, um, you know, experience under my belt, and it seems like I've actually, you know, I've gotten better and better every single year uh, as a coach. And I think he's a he's a huge he's a huge um, part of of my growth. Uh, as a coach, yeah, that's it's cool that you know even as as much as you know you still have somebody who can mentor you and you can learn from. That's that's pretty special. So, um, one of the things I definitely wanted to ask you about is when it comes to recruiting to Princeton. Obviously, you guys said you're the number one school in in the country, and you know probably one of the however many best in the world, literally. Well, you know, what are the academic standards? What are the character judgments? What kind of things have to happen? for a young man to be considered and ultimately accepted into admission at Princeton? Yeah. So uh, I can kind of give you some guidelines uh, for what we look for just to kind of, you know, 
move forward in the in the recruiting process with uh, a specific recruit. Um, so some of the guidelines that we look for is, you know, we look for like a three seven GPA and higher. Um, you're on the ACT. You know, the the starting point is probably around a twenty seven ACT. Uh, and then probably a 1200 SAT. Now these, now just because you hit these markers doesn't mean you get accepted into the school. You know, that's just, uh, you know, a starting point where we feel pretty good, uh, where we can move forward in the recruiting process. And, and obviously these guys have to improve, uh, improve upon those, you know, those, you know, your grades and your SATs and your ACTs. Um, but the ultimate decision doesn't come from us. It's like, well, we can never say, hey, you're in, you know, you got this, you, you know, we look at a transcript and we look at, a, you know, certain, you know, test scores and we say, oh, man, you're in, definitely. That can never happen. Okay. Uh, the ultimate the ultimate decision comes from the admissions uh, department. Um, but, again, you know, we, we, we tell guys, hey, you know, all we can go by is past experiences, you know, and we can say, hey, we feel good about you uh, because you, you have this transcript and you have these test scores and, and you fit a great profile. Uh, but also you have to take, you know, these rec- these recruits and these wrestlers have to take their, the application process very seriously. Um, you know, if they, if they, you know, if, if the admissions department sees that, you know, these kids didn't, you know, didn't take their time on their essays or didn't fully uh, think about answering the questions that they answered. I mean, it shows, you know, there's, they definitely come back with red flags and things like that. So, uh, so we just tell our guys, you know, you have to take this very seriously. And, you know, because it is one of the hardest uh, application processes in the country. Um, you know, I think last year we had 28,000 applications for around 1200 uh spots um so yeah it's it's, it is very challenging and um so i mean but the admissions uh department has have you know worked with athletics as a whole um so i mean we feel really good about the kids that we're recruiting and the kids that we're on and also the kids that we're we have coming in next year um you know, our, our, I think our recruiting has really uh, stepped up every single year. Um, you know, this year we have uh, two guys who are who are ranked in the in the top uh, 40 overall uh, seniors, and um, and we're talking to you know some really blue chip guys who are in the junior class uh, that you know that that are in the you know preliminary uh, stages of just kind of the recruiting process. Uh, but obviously, you know, test scores say you know, say a lot, uh, and we're, we're starting to get some in and, uh, you know, that we feel good about. So I would say probably that's, you know, the starting, the starting spot, but, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it and more more than just academics, you know, obviously, you you know, they want good citizens. They want good people that are here, uh, and that they feel like is going to, you know, add to the value of Princeton university. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's your overall body of work. It's your extracurricular activities, all those kind of things. And you mentioned your recruits, and it's almost like you're reading off my script, which I appreciate. Um, uh, Patrick Brucky's a, a young man that signed with you, and um, Patrick's actually wrestling in the Missouri Border Brawl that the charity all-star meet we're doing here right before the Nationals in St. Louis in a couple months. And got a chance to meet Patrick when I asked him to be on the team and talk to his dad and 
they could not be more excited that he's coming out there next year to wrestle with you guys. So, you know, he's a, an example of one man who, a young man who obviously was able to, you know, cross all those hurdles and, and get accepted. And, and it's it's pretty impressive you guys are getting, I think he's the number two guy in the country at that weight class out of, you know, a hotbed wrestling state like Illinois. So it shows you guys are doing work all over the country. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when he came across our desk, you know, he, he, he fit the academic profile that, that, you know, we look for in our recruits. And, and that really kind of started the, the recruiting process with him and talking with him. And I mean, honestly, the first time I talked to him, I'm like, God, this kid sounds like he's like 25 years old. And, yeah. you know, he was, he was mature beyond his years. Um, and just the way he approached you know, not only his academics, but also wrestling and his mindset. I was, I was like, man, we, you know, from the first time I talked to him, I was like, we got to get this kid. You know, he just, he just knows, you know, he just knows how to be successful and he knows exactly what he has to do uh, to reach his goals. Um, And I think that's something that, you know, we're definitely building here. We're building guys who have these, you know, phenomenal mindsets of, of, you know, being disciplined in their academics, in their wrestling, in their training, and also their, you know, their social life. You know, they're, they're, they know that they got to get tons of sleep, you know, they, they, to help their recovery and, and you know, which is going to help, uh, help their wrestling and, and help their, their academic, um, you know, success. So, um, you know, with him, it was – and then also, like, he – He's a multi-sport athlete, I and mean, they said, you know, he's one of the best football players uh, in the state of Illinois. Uh, so I'm like, man, I love this kid because he he, he doesn't even train year round. You know, he's, right. he's you know he's playing football, and then he goes right into wrestling, and and obviously he did pretty well at Fargo, which was really which was really cool to see. Um, so I mean, I think that he's going to come in and make an immediate impact, and and obviously uh, fill the shoes that that Brett Harner is going to leave. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, we're fortunate to have a guy like that, you know, that, that's coming in next year, uh, that we feel very strongly of, uh, not only, not only his wrestling abilities, but I think also his leadership, you know, I think he's, I think we see him as somebody who's going to step in, uh, into a leadership role right off the bat. Well, that's awesome. Uh, definitely a big shout out to him and, um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I told some people I was going to get a chance to do this interview with you this week. And, you know, I think those of us that watched you wrestle before I got a chance to know you, you just kind of see the your style of wrestling. And, you know, back then, the the, the awesome head of hair and, you know, the, the celebrations <laughs> and everything else. And I've gotten a chance to know you. And, and you're a deep thinker. You're a guy that, you know, really cares about your kids, um, your family. But, I mean, the kids you coach as well. And, you know, to be at a place like Princeton, obviously – you know, they must think the world of you because that's a place where anybody would be fortunate enough to coach. So I really appreciate you taking the time with me today and sharing some of the stories you did with our with our audience and um, wish you guys the best of luck uh, between now and March. And I'm sure I'll see you when you get here to St. Louis. David, thanks so much for having me. really appreciate uh, you letting me come on and, and talk about Princeton and, and talk about some of the experiences that, that helped shape me, not only as a wrestler, but you know, as a man and as a coach, um, you know, I think uh, some guys have to look back at the hard times uh, that that they went through and, you know, really kind of see those as, 
you know, chances to grow uh, and ch- chances to improve. And I think that's something that, you know, I recognize and, and that really helped me. So, um, you know, it's not, a, you know, bad times aren't, aren't always just bad. You know, those are actually opportunities to, to grow as a wrestler and grow as a man. I think, uh, I think those, those times are important. That's the biggest takeaway I got from this. And I think a lot of us that are listening will as well. So, Joe, I really appreciate you being on. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Matt Chat. I'll talk to you all next week. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.